Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer Bully Ray and I talk about what took place on Raw last night leading up to NXT on Wednesday. It's Survivor Series week, everybody. And Triple H said on Raw last night, open door policy for Raw and SmackDown to visit NXT. What are we going to get Wednesday night? Can't wait for NXT. Also, we sit down with President Billy Corrigan of the NWA. It's the National Wrestling Alliance. The show that everyone is talking about is NWA Power, and we get into it with Billy Corgan right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Interesting take from Triple H, because like I said, Triple H, if you're going to find an MVP from last night, to me, it is Triple H. The intrigue he caused with Kevin Owens, because now you're wondering, all right, where's Kevin Owens going to lean? Is he going to lean towards Raw? Or is he going to lean towards NXT where he got Can I start? stop you for a second? Sure. I didn't mean to interrupt, but you just brought up a point. In 2019, should Triple H be the MVP of any of your shows? No. Okay, keep going. Okay. And then you go to the end of the show where Triple H is saying, hey, you know what? Not a lot of people have been tuning into NXT on Wednesdays, but I'm going to give you a reason. Because before we get to Survivor Series on Sunday, open door. Anybody from Raw? Anybody from SmackDown can come to Full Sail, go ahead. NXT is the A brand. It's the A show. So come on in. Let's see what you got. Interesting way to end Monday Night Raw, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens on Wednesday and who, if any, of the wrestlers from Raw or SmackDown are going to show up. So the floodgates are now open on Wednesday night. Um, Everybody has been invited. Bring uh, Bring your best. NXT is ready to fight. As of right now, who would you be excited to see from Raw or SmackDown show up to NXT? Uh, I'll throw out two names. And these are probably the only two names that I find exciting or intriguing. Becky Lynch and Kevin Owens. As of right now, do you know if Becky Lynch or Kevin Owens will be there? No, I don't. Uh, is it worth tuning in? Is it Okay, is it worth watching NXT as opposed to AEW, for the hope of a maybe they will be there. It's it's at least a reason to tune in to NXT right now. Now, everything that... Don't forget, 
uh, bully. They have a takeover to promote too. Pretty, pretty big takeover with War Games. So this is their go home show for War Games, and then you also have this intrigue of Survivor Series, almost like a, a cloud looming over NXT. So. If there was ever going to be a time I would tune into NXT over AEW, Wednesday would be the night that I would do it. That's fair enough. If I'm a fan, I need to have a little bit of a guarantee. If the WWE knew that Kevin Owens or Becky Lynch or anybody else uh, uh, that high up the card was going to be on Wednesday night, I would have them going on their social media either tonight or tomorrow morning. And cutting a 10-minute... I'm sorry. I sound like Lana now. Don't know my, my mileage or my distances or my days or my minutes. We'll get into that a little bit later. <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, I'd have them cut a 10-second promo saying, see you on Wednesday night. See you on Wednesday night. And let that get out there on social media. Now I know, oh my God, Kevin is definitely going to be there. Oh my God, I know Becky is going to be there. What if Bray were to go... Hi, see you on Wednesday. Oh, my God, The Fiend is going to be there. Anything, if, if you know somebody's going to be there, you have to promote it. For, and the, the biggest reason is this. They opened up the floodgates on Wednesday night because they are in a rating situation. Yes, they're in a storyline situation first on the surface, mm -hmm. but in reality, they are in a rating situation. They need to do whatever they can to pop that rating. Thus, anybody from Raw and anybody in SmackDown can show up. Well, I want to know who. Because with this whole NXT versus Raw versus SmackDown angle so far, we've been getting guys that are kind of in the middle of the card or lower in the card. So I don't feel like I'm getting a full-blown invasion angle here. I don't feel like it's all hands on deck. I don't feel like this is every single member of every single brand out there killing each other. I don't see top guys killing top guys. No, you haven't seen that at all. And here's the other thing, too. And let's be honest. couple of things. Like, obviously, um, NXT hasn't gotten the big rating that they've hoped for. We love it. We think it's the best show that the WWE presents on, uh, on a weekly basis. There's no doubt. But they haven't gotten that really big pop in the rating. And in the seven-week war with AEW, they've lost every week. Now, knowing that, you would think that they would do a better job of explaining who everybody is. Like, they, they love saying Matt Riddle. They love saying Keith Lee. They throw out the names, but they really haven't told you who they are. So if you're the percentage of, and it seems like a large percentage, that are, that are watching Raw on a Monday night and not watching NXT, you would think they do, would do a better job of explaining who they are, maybe, maybe some video packages of just who they are. The only one that they've really done that for, and they did a great job, was with Shayna Baszler because they had that face-to-face -face with Becky Lynch, and I think that went a long way. But everybody else are just names. Even like the Undisputed Era. Give me some video package of, of what and who the Undisputed Era is so that the mainstream fan that just watches Monday Night Raw may tune into NXT on Wednesdays. Correct me if I'm wrong, but while Triple H was talking to Owens last night and we saw the Forgotten Sons, we, we yep. saw uh, Priest, and we saw Dominic uh, Dijakovic, yep. Hunter referred to them as these guys 
I don't think he name ID'd them. I no, could be not. wrong, he but I not. don't think he name ID'd them. Like when he said, do you think these guys would have traveled all the way to Boston? I would have much preferred to hear him say, do you think the Forgotten Sons would have come all the way to Boston? Do you think Damian Priest would have come all the way to Boston? Do you think Dominic Dijakovic would have come all Now I have Triple H saying the names of the NXT guys right in that moment. He gives them the rub as opposed to these guys. When you refer to them as these guys, they're no big deal. They're no big deal to me. You're not telling me that they are important enough to call them by name. You're just selling the brand and selling the brand isn't good enough. You have to, again, emotional investment. You got to sell us on some emotional investment. They did that with Shayna Baszler, but they haven't done that with the other NXT roster. And here's the biggest thing of all. And this is why when you get into even the end of the show, when there's been all these beatdowns and interference and the ridiculous SmackDown invasion at the end of that show when they're actually playing the SmackDown theme and they all have they all have the blue t-shirts on with the fox on the back. I might go on a rant today about that. Yes, and and, and you got to hold off on that because I, I can understand. I can see the smoke coming out of your ears. Let's be honest here. Okay, with NXT, it makes a lot of sense. NXT is the underdog. NXT is new to the mainstream. NXT is the brand that not a lot of people know about. NXT, you have to fight for every bit of publicity and every, any moment to have where people are talking. It's a fight. You could see the loyalty with the brand when it comes to NXT. For God's sakes, the, the draft was in October. We're in freaking November. The draft was in October. How much does Kevin Owens love Raw? How much does Lucha House Party love Raw? I mean, like... Smackdown. Thank you. Like, seriously, the draft was a month ago, bully. It's not like these wrestlers have been on this brand and on this show for years. They've been on the show for a month. How much brand loyalty could you possibly have? And then again, they're 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 beating up guys in the back of people like you know we mentioned Eric Young. Eric Young's one of the guys. Half the people watching don't even know who the hell Eric Young is. You haven't seen him. Why are you gonna care? I mean, it's like, what, I mean, am I wrong the, the, here? Well, well, no, you're not wrong. We talked about people like Eric. We had a caller the other day or yesterday. He talked about Eric Young and EC3, and I'm sorry. I love those guys, but nobody cares about them because nobody knows who they are. So if you see these guys getting beat up in the back, you're like, ah, big deal because you, you're not emotionally tied to them. The Lucha, You brought up Lucha House Party, and this, this is one of the things that really pissed me off last night because I was really enjoying Seth versus Andrade. I thought Seth versus Andrade was a great match. And I was about to go on social media and start to put over the match. And I should have. I shouldn't have let my anger get the best of me last night because Seth and Andrade were doing a phenomenal job. But Lucha House Party, that run-in really, really pissed me off. The day I hate more than any other day is Black Friday. That day after Thanksgiving when everybody starts their Christmas shopping, their holiday shopping, is the worst day for me. Waiting online, having to fight through crowds, getting stuck in traffic, it's the worst. 
Well, there's no need to get crazy this year. I'm letting you know ahead of time and about amazing Black Friday Cyber Monday deal on something you're actually going to use every single day. A pair of wireless earbuds or headphones from Raycon. You guys know about Raycon, awesome company founded by Ray J. He was sick of premium audio being so expensive, so he and a bunch of audio engineers and music industry folks developed Raycon's line of awesome wireless headphones and earbuds. They sound just as good as other premium brands, but start at about half the price. You don't have any dangling stems or any wires to get in your way. It's true wireless audio with seamless Bluetooth pairing. I know for myself, I'm walking from Penn Station, New York, to the studios here. I need earbuds that are going to block out the noise, and I don't need the wires dangling that somebody could pull on or I can trip on. The best deal in premium audio just got even better for Black Friday. And trust me, you do not want to sleep on this one. Go to buyraycon.com slash bustedopen to check out Raycon's Black Friday and Cyber Monday savings. I can't even tell you how good these deals will be. You'll have to check them out on the site. That's buyraycon.com slash bustedopen to get an amazing Black Friday deal on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash bustedopen. Before he, you know, puts his headphones down and walks out of the studio, let's welcome in the president of the NWA, because you mentioned NWA Power, which you can watch on Facebook and YouTube at 6.05 every single Tuesday or any time that you want to. Let's bring in the president himself, Billy Corgan. Billy, how are you today? I'm fine. Thank you. Great to be here again. It's, it's great having you on because, man, every time we have you on, it seems like there's more things to talk about. And you've been very busy since the last time we've had you on. Yes, sir. So, uh, breaking news, some news uh, came out today. How about you? Yeah, I, I convinced it? Motley Crue to get back together <laughs> and hit the road. I knew it. That's, I on, knew me. It. That's on me. <laughs> Thank you, Billy. Thank I, said, you. I, I said, guys, I got 150 million reasons why you want to put this thing back together. <laughs> oh, oh, I bought nice. Netflix for that. Did you, uh, by any chance, <laughs> but by any chance, did you send Vince for vocal lessons? No, come on! This, it, it, isn't there enough heat? Isn't there enough heat today? Don't we have enough heat flying around on the internet? It didn't even last five years. Could you have at least given it five years, please? But uh, let's put that aside for just a second, because NWA Power and it's it's unbelievable. You kind of walked into a bit of a tornado because we've been talking about some of the social media things that have been going on with AEW and the WWE, and a lot of negativity. When it comes to NWA Power, it's been nothing but positivity. Uh, it's pretty cool the way these six episodes and how the fans have really kind of just fell in love with NWA again. Yeah, I mean, it took a it looked took a long time to put it together, and of course, you know, you guys have been so supportive in our journey, and uh, we're so excited. Um, tonight's episode is is uh, episode seven, and we're really excited about it. We think it's like now the storylines are starting to come together, and people are starting to see what makes us just a little bit different in the marketplace, and so, yeah. Um, yeah, happy to talk about that. And we just announced a new show today, if you want to talk about that. Please. Uh, yeah, I, I know it's not Motley Crue. Tell us the the breaking news in the world of the yeah, NWA. Yeah, we've announced, thank you, we've announced a new show called The Circle Squared. 
And what we're going to do is allow uh, talents to come in, put them in front of the live audience, cut a promo, get in the ring, and sort of demonstrate to the fans and the entire world that they belong in the NWA. It'll be a separate show. It'll be shorter. It'll mm-hmm. be kind of more bite-sized uh, internet-type uh, content. But I think it'll be interesting because, uh, you know, we get, a lot of, uh, we get a lot of messages from independent talent saying, hey, give me a shot, give me a shot. Okay, well, in the ecosystem of a company, it's hard because you're supposed to push somebody aside who's already in your world to give somebody a shot that maybe you don't know. Okay, in this situation, anybody can walk through the door and they can prove it and nothing's going to stop them. Is this kind of a byproduct, Billy, of a tweet that uh, Lagana had sent out a couple of weeks ago referring to how many calls or videos or, or uh, resumes you guys get from everybody out there trying to get a job with the NWA? Yeah, but I think it's also we want to create an opportunity where, you know, in this, uh, look, Justin Bieber is one of the biggest pop stars in the world. He was found on YouTube. Um, I talk to people who work in record companies all the time. They literally sit around and just scan YouTube for new talent. Um, you know, the lead singer of Journey is a guy that they found, you know, singing in a bar in the Philippines. Um, we live in a different world now. Mm-hmm. And if you can get yourself over, I mean, we're more than happy to work with you. Um, obviously, you know, uh, some of the best talent in the world is not only in the NWA, but is under contract with other companies. So we have to, as part of our business, we have to go out and find new talent. We're excited to do that. Um, some of my favorite talent that I was able to discover was through ECW because Paul Heyman had a great eye for talent, you know, uh, and, and I think, and I think that's the kind of way I think about it is like, can we find those people that maybe would be overlooked or wouldn't fit in another system and in the NWA, they'll have every opportunity to go to the top. We had Dave Algana in studio yesterday, and one of the things I brought up with him is that I think a lot of people were attracted to the NWA and NWA power because of the nostalgia, the way that the set looks, being studio wrestling, something that I fell in love with. How I fell in love with pro wrestling was watching Georgia Championship Wrestling. But now that we're six weeks in, and like you said, episode seven, that's going to drop at 6.05 tonight, I think people have gotten past that now. I think with the storylines that you've had in that hour – I think people are, yes, in love with the, the nostalgia part, but now they are actually in love and emotionally invested in with the roster of the NWA. Yeah, I think uh, people that uh, sell us short by saying, oh, it's just kind of a it's kind of a thing, like a throwback, they're really missing the point. Uh, you look at anything in the world right now, whether it's Star Wars or Star, like you have Tarantino doing uh, the new uh, Star Trek. You know, the pivot between past, present, and future is very much the way people market these days. And people really do want to celebrate the, 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 the history of wrestling. Um, one of my complaints as a fan of certain companies has been that they oftentimes don't embrace their history in a way that, that makes me feel comfortable as a fan. Um, I'm there because of, you know, great legends. And sometimes when those legends aren't part of that ecosystem, I understand storylines and I understand it's always about youthful talent. But at the same point, there's got to be a balancing uh, thing in there that makes me feel that the thing that brought me to the dance is the reason I'm yes. still part of the dance. Yeah. Hey, Billy, do you ever feel slighted by people um, when it comes to the pro wrestling thing? Do you ever look at it as, hey, I started a rock and roll band. I got my rock and roll band over. I got my vision over. I created one of the biggest selling rock and roll bands in the world. Why don't you give me a shot with this pro wrestling thing? If I could do it in rock and roll, what makes you think I can't do it with pro wrestling? Uh, I found that as the years go by, there's less and less of that. Uh, In the beginning, it was treated as kind of a curiosity. And now I see that it's pretty much focused on the product, which is exactly where I want it to be. That's why I pretty much don't appear on television. Mm -hmm. I really want it to be about our talent. And one thing I learned uh, pretty much, uh, particularly in my time in TNA, is is that the fans really are there to see uh, the wrestlers, as they should be. Um, You know, Dixie Carter was big on trying to bring in outside, you know, celebrity 
You know, we all remember, you know, football players and people showing up to get this kind of uh, cheap pop with the media. And at the end of the day, it works just for that nanosecond, but it really doesn't get over with true wrestling fans. And that's something I really had to learn that my celebrity didn't necessarily translate into the wrestling world. And I'm glad I learned that lesson because I have no illusion about what I can do for the NWA. If the NWA is going to get over, it's going to rely on Nick and Eli Drake and Camille and you know James Storm and Tim Storm you know we have a lot of great talent and and that and we that's where we want to keep the focus and and we're happy to do that and and maybe because I'm coming from a different place and being a host of the show but when I hear the name Billy Corgan now I think of president of the NWA I don't think of uh, of your music career Thank you. that's a great honestly I'm sorry to interrupt you but that's a great compliment because I, I've had to work really hard to get there um, as you know uh, you know the ecosystem of wrestling the true ecosystem of wrestling is a very tight-knit group of people um, and, you know, all the all the all the boys talk, you know, just because they work for different companies doesn't mean they're not texting. And yeah. and, and 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 that's even where this whole thing with a con and Randy Orton kind of spilling out in the open. Most of that stuff happens behind the scenes. So it is interesting when the fans do get an insight into what really goes on behind the scenes. But in this case, it's obviously very public and high profile. Are you surprised by all the positivity? Because and, and not that there shouldn't be positivity because it's a great product. But the fact that you see it. In every organization, and like you said, with social media, it just kind of breeds negativity. But there really hasn't been that, I don't think, with the NWA. At least I haven't seen it. From the phone calls that we've taken here on Busted Open, it seems to be all positive. Actually, and Bully, you would I'm sure you would agree, more people want us to talk more about the mm. NWA than That's what we're doing. Deal. Have you noticed that too? Yes. And, uh, I, you know, uh, we talk a lot, uh, David Lagan and I talk a lot about lapsed fans. Um, if you looked at some of the numbers in the early kind of battle between NXT and uh, and AEW, um, you know, the assumption was that that audience was going to be kind of a hard number. It was going to rotate back and forth between the two products. But what we've seen in the early going is that people who are necessarily watching AAW or not watching it are not necessarily going back over to NXT and then vice versa. So there is a large swath of fans that are that are looking for something. And whether they're finding it somewhere else, that's up to them. But the point is, is it's not like it used to be. It's like, well, if I'm not going to watch WCW, I'm going to watch WWE. Yeah. I think we're in a different world now. And so what we're finding is, I mean, the, the most common story we, we hear is I grew up watching wrestling with my dad in year blank, blank, blank. This is the wrestling that I remember. This is why I watched wrestling. You guys are bringing me back to what I loved about wrestling, and you're reminding me of why I don't watch wrestling anymore. It's not necessarily negative. It's like positive, like, oh, this is this is the kind of thing that I understand. I call it core value. You know what I mean? Uh, John Gaburik and TNA used to argue there's a reason they shoot football games a certain way. It's like it just kind of works, you know, because I would always argue for innovation in terms of how you would shoot the product. But there's something to be said for this. Let's call it the traditional value of wrestling. Comfort zone. Well, you know, let's let's be inside baseball for a second. The, the art of selling, which is, you know, many people, of course, consider it a lost art in professional wrestling. I'm sorry. I believe in selling. I, it, to me, it's like be watching a movie and, uh, you know, somebody hits somebody over the head with a, a tire iron and the guy doesn't sell. Why am I why am I paying my 15 bucks and sitting in a theater? It's like selling is part of taking people into the um, into the uh, into the beauty of this, of this the narrative. And if the if the if let's call it the violence is not part of the narrative. Well, why am I watching the narrative? Am I watching a stunt show or am I watching something that's going to take me on an emotional journey? Um, you know, one of the best uh, one of the best angles in in the last year of, of Ring of Honor was um, was a uh, God. What's I can't think of his name now. My, Flip? Bully, you had Flip, Flip Gordon. Yeah, sorry, I love Flip. Um, Bully and Flip. That was a great story. I love that story. 
I thought I thought the beats in that story, I thought the way Bully played, I thought the way Flip played it, it was perfect. That's the kind of wrestling I want to see. And and then Flip's ability then comes into part of the, yeah. the narrative. And Bully's size becomes part of the narrative. It's not just big guy, small guy. You know what I mean? We've all seen that match. That's the beauty. So that's that's where we stand. And so we're proud to stand behind that because I, that's that to me is the way we honor you know, the Hack and Schmitz and the Fezes is by saying that what you did and what, what you brought to the table and what you created is this monstrous business. There's a reason you did it that way. It wasn't an accident. Billy, first of all, I appreciate the compliment. Thank you very much. Um, are there any problems? I usually text him my compliments. <laughs> this is, <laughs> it's hard to go public. <laughs> are there any are there any like, like, if you're on stage and your guitar is out of tune you fix it immediately are there anything is there anything going on with the nwa now that you feel that needs to be fixed immediately great question um i think you know what you're seeing is you know we we shot over two days so that was our we were like jumping in the deep end of the pool we're working with new new staff at, at gpb in atlanta so i think there's many things that we look at like in terms of pace and and how we sort of make the thing move better um, so yeah, there's definitely some magic wand things like I wish, oh, now that, now that I know this, I wish we could have just fixed this more tweaky, but overall we've been very pleased with the format. I think the idea of just people can walk and talk and fight, it's working. The audience is fantastic. I mean, if you see this episode, the audience is the, the, the star of the show. Um, you, you mentioned emotional investment. Tim Storm is somebody I think that anybody who's watched this show since episode one are emotionally invested in. And they may not even have known Tim Storm mm. before this series started. I, I know if it wasn't for the series that Dave Ogana put together, I probably wouldn't have known him either. But I'm emotionally invested. And it's a great story. And I think that's the perfect example of why I love NWA Power. Because you're not going to see a lot of flips and, and, and flying from somebody <laughs> like Tim Storm. But, you know, that that match, and again, the story going in between him and the champion, the championship title that he held, that he loved, that he loved more than anything else, and he lost. And then he had one other opportunity to get it, going up against Nick Aldis, and he lost that match. And I think everybody... In that studio that was watching that match, we were heartbroken. And it's funny how you were able to do that in such a short period of time. Because the show's not long. Mm. You know, on Mondays, we're watching three hours and they can't complete a story. You were able to tell a story in such a short amount of time that I think everybody now is in love with Tim Storm. You, you could argue might be the best baby face in wrestling right now. You know, I mean, we don't have many pure baby faces in wrestling anymore. Everyone's got to have an edge or, mm -hmm. a, you know, there's got to be some other wrinkle in it. The fact that he's just a good old fashioned straight baby face. I mean, he's certainly somebody that those old guys would recognize. And we booked him like that. And he is perfect. I mean, he really he really is the perfect guy. And he is that guy. It's not an act, which is even crazier. I mean, when he talks about his mother, that's how he talks about his mother in the back. And, and everybody's <laughs> chanting for Tim Storm's mom during well, the and show. We're, and we're, 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 back, we're back writing notes. Uh, get Mama Storm t-shirt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, get on this right now. <clears throat> Billy, I think I know the answer to the question, but I'm going to throw this out there. There are some in the wrestling business who have gone on record to say that heels and baby faces is outdated, is extinct. It doesn't work anymore. It's not real. We have Arn Anderson come on the show last week and say that the business lacks traditional heels and baby faces, and that's the foundation of what the wrestling business is built on. You're, pro you're always on the edge. You're always on the cusp of what's new and trendy. How, how do you feel about heels and baby faces in 2019 pro wrestling? I love that question because it's, it's a question I wrestle with a lot. <clears throat> Excuse the pun. Um, I think uh, I look at it like if you look at the way most modern, uh, let's call it like the HBO, Netflix type shows are booked, um, 
you don't have pure baby faces anymore because nobody believes that. So what I call it is kind of moral ambiguity. Can a good person do a bad thing? And can a bad person do a good thing? That's where I'm sort of interested. So yes, you can cast somebody in a traditional role. Okay, so let's talk about Tim Storm for a second because we were just on him. Is there a situation where maybe Tim Storm would lose his way? Or is there a situation where he may do something that in the flash of a moment, in the flash of anger, he might regret? Everybody knows what that feels like. And I think that's something that we all can understand. So I think if you're trying to book uh, more modern storylines in the 2019, 2020 sense, I think you want to have those wrinkles in there. But at the end of the day, you have to believe in the core character of that person. Or at the end of the day, you're wasting the audience's time because what you're saying is that at any point in time, uh, magical things can just happen. And that's where I have a problem, because if you're asking somebody to invest in a really long storyline, and then just magically a hand reaches from the sky, what they call in theater, deus ex machina, and God just changes the rules. Suddenly somebody can fly. You know what I mean? Deus ex machina. That sounds like the name of a Smashing Pumpkins song. (laughs) That sounds like... (laughs) You're very close. There is an album called Machina, so yes. Yes. I was going to say, I thought that sounded familiar. Um, and yeah, that's obviously something that we talk a lot about here on Busted Open is about that gray area and, and faces and heels. And I think you just have to evolve with the times when it comes to like what you just said, maybe not like it was in 1985, but how it would be in 2019. Something that I think has really impressed me with the NWA is some wrestlers that, you know, I think fans really liked, but never got, I mean, at least to us fans, never got a fair shake. And that would be somebody like Aaron Stevens. I, I watch Aaron Stevens on your show, and I'm like, how is this guy not one of the biggest superstars in pro wrestling? I mean, not only what he can do in the ring, but how good he is on the microphone. And in an instant, with just a phrase, could get everybody to boo him. And, and Billy, before you answer, Dave, what you have to remember is Sandow got that stuff over back in the day. Remember how yeah, over he I, was? he did, yes. I mean, he was monster over. He got that gimmick over as much as Rusev got his gimmick over. So to see a guy like a, like a um, uh, I'm just going to refer to him as Sandow, be so over, then go so back to the bottom of the rung, it's refreshing now to see mm-hmm. him in the NWA doing what he does you know, really well. Yeah, Billy, I'm Thank sorry you. I didn't mean no, to cut you off. No, no, I'm, 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 I love your insight. Um, you know, uh, I got to know him when he, he was in uh, TNA for a brief period of time, and we stayed in touch, so we've kind of stayed friends outside of the business. And uh, I think he's the classic guy who's super talented, never felt like he had the fair opportunity to climb his way all the way up the ladder. So the way we work with him as a talent was we just let him loose. Um, I clear everything with him. I say, how do you feel about doing this? How do you feel about doing that? And then I just let him loose. So 97% of what's coming out of his mouth is, is all on him. Um, and I'll give you a perfect example of the kind of talent that he is. I booked him in a storyline where he had to lose to uh, to Ricky Starks, uh, you know, not only once, but I think he lost to him three times. Yeah. Because he, he, he lost. Two out of three full Yeah, he match, lost, and yeah. then he lost in two out of three. How many, how many men of his stature would be willing to lose to a young talent to get that talent over? That's the kind of guy he is. He's a stand-up guy. Um, he's, he's a sweetheart and uh, super talented. And uh, I'm happy to work with him. I mean, to me, he, I love working with him because you just wind him up and just let him loose. And, you, and you're right in the fact that he can lose three matches to Ricky Starks, and he doesn't lose anything. I, I, I don't think he loses anything no, at all. No, no, you, you, you'll see that he, he, he doesn't lose. He's not that type of heel, you know? So, so this is the beauty, right? We're, we're, on a, we're on a story now with him. So I'm um, very excited to be with him. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, 
I, I mean, that's how many Aaron Stevens are out there. I mean, we hear from him every day. You know, so and so, you know, screwed me over here, and I never got my shot here. Okay, well, the NWA is the place to, we can, we call it the land of lost toys. <laughs> We're the land of lost toys. Come come play with us. Um, yeah, I I, I think uh, you know I, I've you know through the years I've been you know able to have many great conversations, and you know some of my favorite conversations have been sitting with Jr. and talking about the Jerry Blackwells and the Adrian Adonises. You know, of course, names that real mm-hmm. wrestling fans recognize, but guys that weren't super over. But when you watch, you look at the talent level. Like a, a guy with the size of Jerry Blackwell, does he fit in the modern wrestling world? You know, would somebody be all over Adrian Adonis today because he's too fat or too this? Or too, I mean, I'm sorry, that's one of the t- most talented guys I've ever seen in the ring. Absolutely, and but you know what? I I don't think I think NWA more than any other show could break those rules. Oh, we're gonna break them all. And because and, and, and another perfect example of that would be Trevor Murdoch, because Trevor Murdoch is somebody I think if he was. On any other show, social media would be blowing up about how out of shape he is and where has he been the last seven years. But seeing him on NWA, I looked at him and I'm watching him wrestle. I'm like, why haven't I seen this guy in the last seven years? We are so lucky to have Trevor. So lucky. I mean, <laughs> you talk about a, what do they say, a, a good hand, right? You yeah. know what I mean? There's a guy you can literally put in the ring with anybody and you're going to have a good match. I mean, that's you talk about an MVP. There's one right there. And those are guys that you need because you listen. You might not have plans for Trevor Murdoch. You might not be thinking I'm going to push Trevor Murdoch to the top of the NWA. But you need guys like Trevor Murdoch who's going to help you get those guys who you want to the top of the NWA. And in many ways, those guys are as important, if not more important. The guys that got the Hulk Hogan's over. The guys that got the you know, uh, you know, the, the Austins or the Rocks over every, the people who get you over are as important. And I'm glad that you see the talent in a guy like Trevor Murdoch and are using him appropriately. And let me, Lagana even texted me. He goes, Bubba, you're going to pop when you see Trevor Murdoch. And I did. Let me, let me just correct you on one thing. The great thing about the NWA is, is this is a real opportunity for every talent. So if the fans really get in behind a Trevor Murdoch, we're going to go, we're going to go with it. There's no political. Well, that's good to know. Bo- there's no b- political booking in our world. We will we will ride the best talent to the top. Our company is literally built on we we need our talent yeah. to take us there. And I think everybody's invested in the NWA right now. Now I know Bully's not going to want me to bring this up, but I will. Every week on Monday I do my power <laughs> rankings, and I and Bully's not a big. He's fan. already shaking it. He's <laughs> he's not a big fan of my power rankings. And, you know, let's face it, most of the time with my power rankings, it's usually WWE or AEW wrestlers that are in my power rankings. Now, this week I had the wild cards were in my power rankings after after that because I really thought Eddie Kingston and Homicide were going to win that match. Mm -hmm. So the wild cards really impressed me, and they're they're, they're, your NWA World Tag Team Champions, so they deserve to be on the power rankings. And instead of NWA fans saying, hey, great job by LaGreca, the wild cards are my power rankings, how could you not have Thunder Rosa on your power rankings? How about it? So talk about Thunder Rosa. Well, um, you know... I don't pay a ton of attention to what's going on in the world because I'm so focused on what's going on with us. And so uh, David Lagana contacted me and said, I want to bring this young woman in. I knew about it a little bit, but, you know, you hear names fly around all the time. And uh, hype doesn't always necessarily follow ability. Um, I, I watched her for about three minutes in the ring, and I turned to the person next to me and I said, oh, my God, 
this is a star. Where where has this person been? It's kinetic. It's certain certain talents have this ability to just kind of break through the television screen. She's one. Eli Drake is one. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm blown away. And now she's fighting MMA, so she's to- she's totally shredded. She's in top shape. She's super committed. And uh, and uh, you know after we uh, after we put her on our programming. We got this beautiful message from her basically saying, no one's ever let me be me. Wow. You're the first company that's ever let me do what I do, what I think, who I think I should be. I, I can't thank you guys enough for giving me this opportunity. And it's like. Hey, Bi- I'm sorry. Yeah, please. Billy, guess what? I tried in Ring of Honor with Thunder Rosa. Saw the same thing you did. Unfortunately, nobody else saw it. Our loss, your gain. Unbelievable. Star. Absolutely a star. Absolutely. The look was there, and I agree with you. Now that she's, you know, getting in even better shape because the MMA, she is going to be a breakout female for you in the NWA. Yeah, I think uh, what's what's fantastic is if you look at our our women's division right now, uh, you know, uh, Allison Kay, top-notch wrestler, uh, Thunder Rosa, unbelievable. it just, you know, I'm, I'm so proud. And then, uh, you know, as as we're as we're still uh, bringing Camille into the wider world, uh, obviously at this point she's still more of a, a, a valet character. Not very but, good on the mic, Camille. <laughs> I, 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 if I was doing my power ranking, I'd put her equal to you on the mic. <laughs> oh, wow, thanks. Go ahead, boy. This is yours. Your next question. I got to take a knee for a second after that. Why do you got to take a knee? Will you just will you just listen to what Billy said to me? Yeah. After you got to fire back. You got to fire back. I'm not firing back. I'm laying out. That's what you expect me to do is fire back. <laughs> do you listen to this show, Mr. Gore? I do. I All do right, maybe you're big in Atlanta, Georgia, in that studio you do your wrestling show from. But this is my show, sir. Okay. You're still a guest. No Dave LaGreca shirt for you, by the way. Do I have to make you do I have to make you take off your shoes to get over here? Is that what I gotta do? <laughs> oh, I would pay good money to see Corgan bully you, LaGreca. Oh my god. <laughs> Real good money. Yes, I would. Between him and Lagana, I'll never get a, an invitation to go to the studios to see a taping of the end You're always welcome. I got a front row seat for you. Yeah, if I bring Yeah, Billy. I'll sit you next to Santa Claus. <laughs> We got a Santa. We have a Santa Claus in the front row. Oh, it is! It's the holiday season. <laughs> um, you don't have it. You're, you're going to hang with us for. I a am. While, I'm right? happy to. I, am I part of the power rankings today? Oh, and the it's it's Tuesday. Power rankings are on. Monday. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, glad. I'm, sorry. I'm glad you listened to the show every day, Billy. Hey, wait, wait, wait. So let, let me stop you one second before you throw to your your break here. Okay. Okay. I've been a rock star for 30 years. I have no idea what date day it is today none still living the gimmick huh i live the gimmick okay buddy trust me i've heard some of the stories and allow me to back it up he's living the gimmick brother god bless god bless if you don't know sirius xm then listen up commercial free music plus sports comedy talk and news they have it all a lot of people think you need a car to enjoy sirius xm but you don't you can listen outside the car right now you can get your first three months of sirius xm outside the car for just one dollar just go to SiriusXM.com slash busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com slash busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required.
Hey, Billy, we were talking the other day about booking, uh, about booking forwards and booking backwards. Uh, the WWE books week to week. It's pretty obvious to me when wrestling is done the right way, a la the NWA back in the day, it's booked backwards. How are you and uh, Lagana doing it right now? Uh, we, we have everything mapped out probably six months out. And then we kind of tweak as we go. But we, it's very important to have a, have a, have a long-term destination. I, I think that that's what cre- uh, creates real fans is the sense that you're on a, on a bigger journey than just week to week booking. Yeah. When you look at the talent base, and it's a strong one, I'm actually very surprised at at the strength of your roster right now for the NWA. Were you kind of shocked and surprised that all this talent was there available for you to have on this show? Uh. Sorta, but I think it's also we you know we we spend a lot of time building relationships with people because you know part of our part of our pitch um, is you know wh- why it's a good decision for their overall career. In essence, it, even if somebody you know the way we think about it is like, we're like an old school territory. Even if you come and stay with us for a little while, you're gonna you're gonna leave better than you came in. We want to elevate your price on the open market. So we, we have those conversations with talent right at the beginning. We don't play these weird games like you must be NWA for life. Um, you know, I've done many, many record deals, and I stay one album, three albums. So it's, it's, it's a different mentality. So mm-hmm. I try to approach it that way. And I think talents are really receptive to that because what, we're, what we really want to do is, look, if, if, if one of our talents comes through and then, you know, Vince McMahon's calling him the next day, well, doesn't that make us look better too you know what i mean yeah um and and we will brand our talent so when you see them in other promotions you're still going to be thinking about the nwa because if they're not booked right which many times you know it's the way it's going to go down it's the way those things work they're going to remember well the nwa did it right and so we want to become known as a talent first company and i think you know we're getting that rep real quick as a as a wrestling fan billy outside of the nwa is there any one particular wrestler or storyline that has you intrigued right now? Uh, not particularly. Um, you know, I don't really watch a lot of the other products um, just because I get I get sort of frustrated for the talents. I mean, maybe I know too many talents, but I get frustrated to sort of the politics that I see. Um, and I, maybe I over-identify as a talent myself. You know, I end up projecting my own feelings of frustration for them. Um, and so, yeah, so I, I mostly just try to focus on us. And I also try not to get in that position where I'm, I have to kind of put down the other guy to make myself feel better. Mm-hmm. I, I like your attitude, Dave, that, you know, we're all in this together at the end of the day. And if you go back to something I said about a year ago before um, AEW sort of emerged uh, out of the murk of, you know, w- what's going to happen with the elite guys and all that stuff, I really felt and I still feel that there's a missed opportunity because if if uh, AEW had decided to work with Ring of Honor and New Japan and NWA and AAA, I mean, imagine the kind of storyline that we'd be on right now. Um, and I can't, of course, I can't blame Tony Khan for going down the road that he's gone on, but I still think wrestling works best when fans can look at the best matchups year to year. And if you really, really want to compete with the biggest dog in the room, well, that would be the way to do it. Um, and I think, uh, you know, we're better as a community when the talents are have the best opportunities in fr- front of them and the fans feel that we're not living in some sort of old kayfabe world where we're supposed to pretend. True that these universes exist and you know it's like a marvel world in in the you know dc world or something you know what i mean i i like i think i think it's a it's it's a better community when things are a little bit more wide open uh i can't believe we're 35 minutes into the interview and we haven't talked about your champion nick aldis and we spoke about this yesterday. I'm sure he's texting somebody right now. I, he, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> he probably is. 
Um, I mean, I can't say enough good things about Nick Aldis. I think the, just the way he presents the championship, him as a champion, he, true world champion, and, and you, such a great decision not only to have him a part of the NWA, but to have him as your top guy. Uh, you know, a lot of people didn't see that in Nick Aldis. A lot of people that I know that I spoke to thought that that was the wrong way to go, and I think you've proven everybody wrong. I think Nick Aldis has proven everyone wrong. And I mentioned this to Dave Lagana yesterday, too. I was at uh, a memorabilia autograph show, and you couldn't get near him. I mean, you know, two years ago, I'm sure that wouldn't have been an issue, but now everybody wants to shake hands, get an autograph, get a picture with Nick Aldis. And I think the biggest thing and the biggest compliment, it's not just about that 10 pounds of gold anymore. Like, I think a year ago was more about the championship than Nick Aldis. I think now it's about Nick Aldis. I think what you're seeing, and, and, it, and it took us a while to kind of wrap our heads around it, is is the 10 pounds of gold is sort of like the Excalibur thing or the Lord of the Rings ring or something. It's like you have to be of a certain stature just to hold that thing. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of weird because there's not many championships in the world that you could think of that would, in, if you're not the right uh, human being, if you're not the right talent, that thing will, you, that the, the belt will overshadow you. It's kind of weird, right? You know, it's like one of those uh, Norse myths or something where it's like, if you don't, if you don't, if you're not worthy of the power of the 10 pounds, you know, it'll, it'll kill you in verse. And Nick has really stepped up into that space. And I think his true respect for the men who held that title before him, I think that permeates and that set the tone for our company when many people didn't really understand kind of like, what are you doing? You know, the number one question we got is, you know, what are you guys doing? Are you running live shows? You know, and, you know, as uh, some of the talents that listen to the show will understand, you know, you get you get that text from a talent, hey, if you're running live shows and then you never hear from them again because they're not invested in where the NWA is going, they're only invested if there's a paycheck at the end of that. Um, and so it took a while to figure out who was really interested in, in the journey we were on and why we were on that journey, why it was important, not just to get a company kind of back in gear, but why the, the proper way to deal with the NWA was to set the thing up so it was respect-driven. Uh, mm-hmm. respect and uh, and, it, and it, it wasn't easy because in this fast-paced world, it's like, gimme, 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 gimme. And I'm sorry, it's like when you're talking about 70-plus years of history, it's not a gimme, gimme, gimme thing. And having the right person to carry that belt from a Tim Storm to a to a Nick Aldis, you know that's, that's that's a heady thing. And there was a graphic, and I don't know if a fan made it or or the NWA made it. It's like a it's like a it's a drawing of Nick Aldis holding that championship title, and then all the names of the former champions mm. written on it. And and it's in that moment when I saw that, and you see, you know, the Ric Flairs and and the Harley Race and the and the Briscoe he's you I can see him in with those names he it's not like those names now are like a big cloud over this championship run for him I look at him and I say you know what he's right up there with those names I see him with those names yeah and he's and he's you know he's still a young man he's still in his early 30s he's got a long way to go and uh and what's beautiful is in the NWA he's writing his own story you know that's it's interesting right it's it's kind of a new thing like can you write your own story um, yes, there's the narrative aspect of, of wrestling, but in the in the world that we live in, in the ecosystem that you live in daily, you know, who you are as a brand, who how you present yourself to the world beyond just what happens in the ring is just as much, if not a bigger part of the business. And so he's establishing his own brand in a way that's kind of very forward thinking. And I think many people will model their uh, professional wrestling careers after what Nick is doing now. They'll see that he's setting a kind of a new template. 
Billy, I'd love to switch over to music for just a second because I know you're out there on a solo tour right now. Um, can you kind of bring us in a little bit? I mean, obviously, Pumpkins is a huge production. Saw you guys at MSG, MSG, phenomenal show. Now you're out there all by yourself playing your guitar in front of, you know, probably smaller houses. Other than the obvious sizing crowds dealing with the band, what are the biggest differences between being out there by yourself and doing a show with the Pumpkins? Well, it's the complete opposite. You have no help. You know, there's nobody to point to. There's nobody to blame. There's no lights. There's nothing. I mean, you're just like, I, you know, like I don't even hire a lighting director. It's like there's a blue light and I just stand up there and play my song. So it's really about the pure essence of songwriting. So it's it's more like you're um, you're trying to create that atmosphere that like if you came over to my house, bully, it would be like I'm just we're sitting in the living room. I'm just playing you some songs. People will pay for that intimacy, but you really have to give them the intimacy. They don't want the veneer of showbiz. They want to see the person behind. If anybody saw the, the great Springsteen on Broadway um, thing that was on Netflix, they want that sort of like, I really want to know the person behind it. And the thing is, is uh, let's say one out of 20 fans really wants to take that journey. Well, you have to really respect that they do want to take that journey. So you got to slow it down a little bit. And uh, it's hard because there's a lot of times where it's like it's absolute silence. You know what I mean? And as you know, Bully, uh, silence is not always a good thing in entertainment. That means something bad is happening, you know? But they're so, uh, I guess they're so into the performance. That you have well, it's hard to silence. tell sometimes whether they're bored, you know? Um, uh, because, you know, today, I, you know, I play, last night I played, I think, 26 songs. So I'm playing, you know, over two hours of music in the course of two and a half hours. I take a little break in the middle. That's a lot of music for somebody to sit, and there's no other dynamic than me hitting an acoustic guitar or piano. Wow. You mentioned about, you know, playing music in your home or in your living room. Was that an invite? Because it sounded like an invite for me and not LaGreca. You're always welcome at my house, bully. Again, thank you, thank you, thank Mr. you. You Mr. said you're always Mr. Hall. Welcome family. at my yeah, yeah, yeah. Just one. Okay. Well, one one yeah. of the one of the people I'm talking to on this conversation is a legit Hall of Famer, and one <laughs> is not yet. And I I get lost sometimes who is who, but um yeah, I, I I'm all about I, having Hall of Famers. Over. You know, there, there's a history with you and the NWA, and a history with you and the Smashing Pumpkins. You know, there is a history with me and this show. I created this show. Okay, I booked Bully for the show, but this is my show. You do you understand what? that? You, you heard what? me. You heard me. Your ass. Your ass. You booked me. Your ass. You don't have the balls to tell the truth. You fraud. Did you just call me a fraud on my show? Which uh, word are you stuck on? Fraud. One see word, what you one started, syllable. Billy? Wait, God, I, you are a rebel. Now I, now this, Stir this, in the pot. This might get me some He's heat. worse than CM Punk. <laughs> yeah, you're worse than CM Punk. <laughs> this might get me some heat with Bully, so I, I, I say this carefully, but everybody knows that Bully books himself. <laughs> you're damn right. See? <laughs> Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. I will say this, and Bully will attest to this. Before the first uh, NWA Power show, I was like a kid on Christmas Eve. Like, I, I don't remember the last time that I could not wait for a first of anything when it came to pro wrestling like I did for NWA Power. Now here we are. We're going to have the seventh show tonight at 6.05. And it to me, it's a necessity watch. 
And in the age of a DVR, in the age of on-demand, did you think that that was a possibility? Did you think that there would be as many people at 6.05 sitting in front of their TV or their device watching this show? Uh, no, I mean, we, we, we figured it, you know, it was kind of a weird time to put a show on, but we liked the historical connection. And then we figured people would just watch uh, when they wanted to, and that's that's been true. A lot of people watch on their phones. Mm-hmm. And I think the the fact that the program averages 45, 50 minutes in length, I think people, you know, whether it's a bus ride, a train ride, you know, you know, when they have that hour off from studying or whatever, I, I think they're finding time to watch it. And so it's really, it's really, uh, it's encouraging because uh, it shows that there's room for a different type of wrestling product in this massive ecosystem that we're in now. Uh, one other thing I do want to bring up before we say goodbye, and thank, I, and honestly, Billy, thank you so much for the time today. I thank really you. appreciate it. Always happy to come in because the show is absolutely. Although I'll never get invited again, but. Well, as you heard, it's Bully's show, so I guess you're invited anytime you want. Uh, Camille. <laughs> anytime. Uh, Camille has been very vo- – she's not vocal on the show, but she's been very vocal on social media about the NWA. Mm. A lot of people saying how, boy, you could be you know, a big star in AEW or WWE, and she's happy with what she's doing in the NWA. And she said, you know what? You don't understand. You don't know. And I'm sure she's talking about the freedom – that she gets on the show because you mentioned it the, before. How much freedom do you actually give to performers on NWA? Uh, you're, you're probably ninety percent plus wow. freedom. We work we work hard with the talent to make sure that the the lane that we envision for them is something that they're comfortable with and something they can really invest in. Um, because we we want people to stay because they're happy and if they're going to go, it's because they got a better opportunity and we're going to encourage them in that and we'll support them in that. And I think we'll be a different wrestling company in that way. We we really want the best for all our talent. And if they belong in the biggest stages, which we can't provide, we will absolutely support that. And and that's what makes wrestlers happy, Dave, um, when they have a voice and can work with. I can tell you right now, and I'm not blowing smoke up his ass because he's there. I worked really, really well with Lagana. Really well, because Lagana wasn't afraid to tell me what he thought about things. We bounced ideas off of one another, and some of the some of my favorite stuff that I did was working with Lagana in TNA. And I'm sure that a lot of the talent right now in, in the NWA is enjoying is enjoying that good open lane, lanes of communication with him to put on you know matches, promos, the product in general when creative. And the wrestler can come together. You're getting what you see in the NWA, which is A, a happy wrestler, and B, a good product. C, nothing canned. Because as we know, we hate canned pro wrestling. Nothing is more boring than canned pro Mm -hmm. wrestling. You give me the NWA, you give me AEW, and you give me Impact right now, I'm happy because I know I'm not seeing canned pro wrestling. Well said. And, you know, I'm sure you hired Eli Drake for a reason. You know, oh, yeah. You're not going to mold him into what you want to see. You hired him because of what he can bring to the show. I mean, <laughs> you just got to wind that guy up. What a talent. Amazing. What a talent. What a talent. And again, the reason why you came in, the big, the big news that broke just before you came in, unlike Cody Rhodes' bully, Billy Corgan actually breaks news before he comes on the air and not after our show is over, is that we're going to get the circled square. Again, it's a, a, an open opportunity for a lot of independent talents to be a part of the NWA. Thank you. And don't forget we're on pay-per-view December 14th. 
the Into the Power pay-per-view, our first pay-per-view off the Power show. will be on the same set, but it'll be a very different show because it'll be a pay-per-view. And again, just like your two shows at the Gramercy Theater, it's sold out. Sold out. We sold out all our, our tapings, which we're really excited about. And uh, my solo album comes out November 22nd, so so much going on going into this busy Christmas season. And if I don't talk to you before that, have a great holiday, everyone. November 22nd. i got to write this down. November 22nd. You're not so, getting um, a free record. And you, you're not you, getting you, free you, tickets to the Gramercy. You know what? You're making, Sold out means there's no tickets left. Listen, you make, you're making the joke. but Go on StubHub and go buy God, something. Honest to God, when I mentioned that the show was sold out, Dave Lagana looked at Billy with this look. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, if you could have seen the look on Dave Lagana's face, like, here it comes. is <laughs> about to ask for free tickets. Can't believe it. I don't the know what... Disrespect that I get on my own show. Alex Metz, our producer, gets water for Billy Corgan. Nothing for me. I got an empty cup here. Nobody cares. Bully, I don't know what my tickets are worth on the open market. I'm going to guess about three, $400 because it's sold out. You know, StubHub, something like that. And, uh, yep. and in exchange for the tickets that I'm going to give Dave, I get a T-shirt <laughs> with, with his name on it. With his name on it. But it's all about branding, Billy. You know that. <laughs> I'm surprised that Greca hasn't told you. Well, you know, my good friend Snake Sabo wore my shirt he on did. stage he did. at Download. He did. He did. He oh, did he did. That. Yeah. He did oh, wait that. a minute. I didn't he, know about. He already look at the look that. on his face right now. He already dropped it. You, you actually told Billy Corgan. You put yourself over and bragged that Snake Sabo wore your shirt. I'm just saying that. People, oh my God! I'm just oh saying. Oh my Wait God. a second, Dave. Lago- Chase the. It's not hug. called chasing the. Hug. It. Yes, oh it is. Oh my God! Will you let me talk? Dave Lagana said, "Oh, probably, probably Lagreca probably expects you to wear that on stage." And I said, "It's happened. Nita Strauss has worn it on stage. Snake Sabo has worn it on stage. That's why I brought it up, bully. Ah, you are." Right now, Billy wants to say it so bad. I'm Billy Corgan. I would never wear your shirt on stage. No. There's a place in my house where I put these kind of shirts, and I'm, I can already see me throwing it there. <laughs> and on that note. Uh, but Billy, honestly, thank you. Thank you, my friends. Thank you so much Always for coming fun. on. Thanks, 605, Thanks, 605 Eastern, the perfect time for NWA action. You get it tonight on a Tuesday. I know I'll be, despite how this interview went, I'll be sitting in front of my TV watching NWA Power. And again, I'm very excited for what's going to be happening with the Circled Squared. Again, independent talents being able to get an opportunity to be a part of the NWA. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.